Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello everyone, welcome back to Parenting in Real Life. That was my excited voice, but really, we're just <laughs> exhausted. Because we had a baby! Yay! Lucy Lynn Tanner was born at the end of February. She was supposed to be born at the end of March. So she was supposed to be like a week old right now, and she's much older than that. <laughs> so that was fun. That was a first for us. It was a first. We, I've never had an early baby. Well, Chloe was a week early, but all of my other babies were on time or late. And I've had four of the five induced. So it was actually kind of nice. You kind of can plan it and know where to put your other kids. Lucy wasn't planned that. It was bed rest and hospital stays and then there she was. Yeah, things got a little crazy with with Lucy's birth. So we thought with this episode we could kind of share with you what happened with that, in case you were curious. And then also kind of how we handle newborns, uh, since we've done this a few times, just uh, some of the things that we do, some tips and things we struggle with. So, <laughs> if, if you don't want to listen to the whole episode, the answer is barely. We barely <laughs> handle newborns, but we'll tell you more about it. Where do you want to start? Well, we can start with Lucy's birth. Starting with her birth? Well, leading up to the birth. So, um, two weeks before she was born... I had an abruption, which is when the placenta starts to pull away um, a little bit too early. That's supposed to happen during labor, but if it happens too early, then you start bleeding. And so that's what was happening. And I went to the doctor, and they couldn't find where it was happening, though. We did ultrasounds and everything, and they couldn't see it. And so um, they just said, go home and rest. And it went away, but then it came back, and... um, I was hospitalized one time, and then the second time, the doctor was like, okay, you are not going home until this baby comes. And so we didn't know how long that was going to be. It was just kind of a crazy weekend. We didn't know how long I was going to be there when she was coming or anything like that. And so he finally said, let's just induce because the bleeding wasn't stopping this time. It had stopped before, and this time it wasn't. And I was at home with four kids. (laughs) It was crazy. But we have a really awesome ward, our our church family took care of us. They were amazing. We had meals and we had people offering to watch kids and clean our house. And we would probably not be here right now if it weren't <laughs> for a lot of people helping. So that's part of the answer. Say yes when people say they want to help. I know. I know. I think a lot of people have a hard time accepting help and I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to bring me dinner? Yes, please bring me dinner. <laughs> you know? like, you want to take my kids for the day? Yes, please take my kids. <laughs> like, I am all for it. And yeah, we did have a ton of people help, which was super nice because um, we don't have any family nearby. So we couldn't call on grandma to come watch the kids because they were 21 hours away. So Yeah, they all had flights scheduled for when she was due because we thought, oh, for sure she'll come on her due date because that's when all of our babies come. Nope. This was a surprise. So didn't have any family here right away. And our, our ward family came through in a pinch. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, so the day that she was 
born, I was induced, and because I was at a high risk for C-section, I wasn't allowed to eat past midnight the day before. It was, so that whole day was rough because I hadn't eaten, so I felt really weak, and um, so I'm on Pitocin, I get an epidural because I am all about epidurals. But when I got my epidural, I have naturally low blood pressure. And then I think because I hadn't eaten also, um, at one point when they turned me on, put me on my back, yeah, my blood pressure dropped. And I'm pretty sure I blacked out because I felt really tired. Like I couldn't keep my eyes open. And then the next thing I knew, there were tons of nurses in our room trying to help my blood pressure get back up. And so I didn't pass out. <laughs> so I didn't know what it was, was going so on. scary. We have had like very boring births, and this one was still like probably for all the medical professionals in the room was no big deal. But for me, it was crazy because all of a sudden Alexis is she had been like super white and tired, and then all of a sudden she's unconscious, and all these nurses are like quickly flattening the bed and like eight nurses literally are in the room and they're moving in all sorts of crazy directions and it was scary not because i thought she was gonna die but because i thought we're gonna have to do an emergency c-section this is gonna get crazy and so it was very very intense it was my doctor said he said if that if that happens again we are doing a c-section right away and i haven't had a c-section before and where we think this is our last baby. I was like, I just wanted to not have our last one be a C-section. So I I was feeling all emotional about it too because I just didn't know it was going to happen. And But they were able to get Lucy's heart rate back up and my blood pressure back up. So we stabilized and quickly, <laughs> quickly gave birth soon after that. I don't even know if I was dilated the whole way. Yeah. He, they didn't ever he say. checked her and she was a 7. And you're supposed to be a 10. And... And then he left for a half an hour, came back, checked her, and was like, okay, we're she's coming. <laughs> I was like, uh, um, okay. Like, okay, did I dilate that fast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. So, But Alexis is super good at that. So one push later, baby was here, safe and sound. And she did awesome. She was um, over six pounds for four weeks early, which is amazing. And... I had had the steroid shots the week before um, in case she did come early to help her lung development. And those helped a ton because she didn't have any breathing issues, no NICU time. She did great. So. Yep. Definitely blessed because it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So after that, things were great. Uh, she did have some jaundice and we have a lot of experience with jaundice. <laughs> but she was our worst. She was... She was the worst, just because it's been a stubborn jaundice. Um, Cammy and Lucy have both had to have light treatment at home. And so when Cammy was born, they had like a little suitcase type thing and then a belt to wrap around their belly. And you have to leave them in this suitcase for as long as you can all day. And it's just really sad because you have this newborn and here they are in this box. You can't really hold them very much. Um, but with Lucy, they only had the belt, which was really nice. So you could still hold her all you wanted. She had that belt wrapped around her for light treatment, so that was tons better. Um, she just has been yellow for a long time, so I had to do a lot of doctor's appointments and a lot of pricking her feet to get her blood checked, which was sad. But. It makes them super tired, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because the solution to jaundice is eat more, but they don't eat because they're so sleepy, and so it's a really frustrating thing if you've ever dealt with it. Mm-hmm. 
So I found out, um, well, jaundice comes when babies are early. Sometimes, I don't know, they just have it, but um, your blood type, I guess, can also affect whether your babies have jaundice or not. So apparently my blood type is not good for jaundice. So, so there you have it. So now we are officially parents of five. It is official. <laughs> it still feels weird. Five sounds five sounds fine, but it's when I say that we're a family of seven where I'm like, oh, <laughs> disgusting. As Jack would say, disgusting. Yep. That's crazy. It's unhealthy. Um, but life has been pretty good. She slept a lot because she was so little and small and jaundice-y, um, but now she doesn't. So we're <laughs> right there. Last night. We're right there with you. Yeah, last night was weird, but it's an anomaly. I'm not holding my breath. She slept for nine hours last night, and I'm just hoping and praying this is a new trend. But nope, probably not because babies never seem to <laughs> stay on track to what they're doing. Changes all the time. What are some? We thought maybe we'd share some of the things that we do with newborns to hopefully, I don't know. Help. I really am fond of schedules and you know helping your babies get on track. So there's a couple of things that we do. Yep. To try to get there. Mostly, we just think we get a gold star for even thinking about podcasting this early <laughs> after a baby. And so, we're going to give you three or four tips and then go to bed. <laughs> I know, because we're exhausted. <laughs> yep. So, tell us, Lex, what do we do? So, one of the things we do is we swaddle our babies. We get one of those Velcro wraps, which are amazing. I think we didn't know about those till our third kid. And we swaddle them real tight before bed and make sure that their little arms can't get out. And that helps it a lot because, you know, babies, they jerk their arms around a lot and it can wake them up. And so we make sure we swaddle their arms so that they're mm-hmm. down tight. One thing we've learned with Lucy is after you swaddle her, also swaddle them with a blanket. At least it's worked for Lucy. I don't know if it works for everybody, but that seems to work better because then she's like warm and snuggly in addition to just having that little Velcro thing, which isn't that snuggly. It oh. just... Holds her arms well. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of their sleep tips is my grandpa, I think we've said this, let them, or the more they sleep, the more they sleep. So in general, like don't wake up your kid. Like if they're sleeping through the night and your doctor says it's okay, let them sleep. Don't wake them up to feed them because you probably don't need to. Again, like ask your doctor, don't trust me, but um, you probably don't have to. Yeah, those first three weeks we I had to wake her up, which, oh, I hated doing it. But because she had jaundice, she needed to eat more. And so I had to wake her up every, like, three or four hours, um, even though I think she would have slept longer because I was actually waking her up. But now that she's been doing so well and growing and stuff, now we can just let her sleep. That's great. Um, so the one exception to that that has been huge is I, we hear a lot of people say that their kids don't sleep well at night. You know, like their days and nights are mixed up. That's happened for almost all of our kids. So one thing we've read and done is don't, do let your kids sleep and let them nap as much as they want to during the day, but wake them up after two hours during the day. So during the day, you're trying to reset their clock. So you don't want them to ever get into like a deep night sleep during the day. And so wake them up after they've napped for two hours and then have them have some awake time. And also we've read that like keeping it really bright, like helping their body get their circadian rhythm figured out. Um, so, even even when they nap, like we don't put them in a dark room because we want it to be a nap, not a go to bed type deal. Mm-hmm. So those have helped, and we've never had a baby that has not figured out their days and nights. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we also discovered with our fifth child these new, I don't know how new they are. They're new to me. These, uh, they're called Rock and Plays. And that's a brand, but well, it's not the brand, but it's like the what one brand calls them. But it's essentially like a little sling. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's kind of like a bassinet, but yeah. it's um, inclined. Inclined. Which is really nice because the first night that we put Lucy down, uh, we have a little pack and play in our room. She like could not stay asleep because she's laying flat. And so after a few hours of not sleeping, I tried putting her in this rock and play because um, they said your babies can sleep in these. And I put her in it and she sleeps tons better in it. It was a lifesaver those first few weeks. We don't know why. We've never had this with anybody else and everybody's been okay. But Lucy's really likes that incline. Yeah, so I have it right next to our bed, so that way when she wakes up at night, I can feed her. And we do keep our babies in our room. Not in our bed, but in our room. Yeah, not in our bed. Um, and it depends on the baby how long we keep them in there. Because Cammy, she was sleeping through the night, like six hours plus, at six weeks old. So at six weeks old, we moved her into her own room. Um, but other kids we've kept in our room for a year because we just didn't have any room for them anywhere else. <laughs> like Chloe. Because Cammie had her own room, and she, Chloe was still waking up once a night, and so I just didn't want to put them in the same room yet, so Chloe was in our closet for a year. <laughs> it was a nice closet. It was, it was big enough for the pack and, and play. It was, it was big until there was a pack and play in it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> our walk-in closet was, didn't work as good with a pack and play in there. No. Oh, the other overall thing is I would just say give yourself some slack when you have a newborn. Like you are a barely functioning human being. You're getting so little sleep. It's so exhausting. And you kind of get to the point where you're used to it. I remember I was in MBA school and we had Jack and somebody was talking about sleep. And I was like, I have not had eight hours of sleep since I can remember. And they're like, oh, you should. And I was like, I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> and I, I remember it was right when... I can't remember. It was at the point where all of our kids were sleeping okay. And so I, I technically could if I went to bed early enough. And so I tried it for a week and I was like, I feel like Superman. <laughs> I do not remember what eight hours of sleep feels like. And it is really nice. But you're not going to get that for a while. And so just give yourself some slack. Let yourself take naps. We've taken a lot of naps um, this time around because you just need it. And you're not going to get as much done. But who cares? We're alive. I care a little bit. I'm a... Right? No, we care. <laughs> We're not lazy, but you have to stay alive. And so do what you have to to stay alive and then get stuff done. It is kind of frustrating for me just because I'm a to-do list person and I have this list of things to do. And in my mind, I feel like I should still be able to do all the things I did before Lucy was born. But I, <laughs> Alan's shaking his head no. I have to remind myself that... Like like Alan said, I need to take naps. That's important to be healthy and that my to-do list is just going to be there for a while. And the house is just so much messier than it was before she was born. Like I remember I would be able to clean up everything and the house looked nice before Alan came home from work. And now when he comes from home from work, it's pretty much a disaster <laughs> every time. And I feel bad. Which I don't care about. I know. he's He does really good. I just, looking at the comparison, I'm like... Our, our house is a mess, but I'm just too tired to clean it up, and I haven't had the time to because I've been nursing a baby. It feels like it takes up a lot of your time Yeah. if you choose to nurse your baby. 
it takes a lot of time. <laughs> One thing I've realized this time around that I don't know that I've appreciated every time, but for those of you who are maybe pregnant with your multiple, whatever, your second or third or whatever, when you have a newborn, like your life goes down the toilet and it just steadily gets better, right? Every day is better. You sleep more. You're more organized. You're able to get out the door. Your kids grow up. They get potty trained. Like your life just gets better all the time. And then you have a newborn and it's like all of that progress just is gone. And you restart your entire life. It's now hard to go to the grocery store and hard to do all of these things that you finally got good at. And here we are again. It's it's a little bit depressing. Um, <laughs> I think we've never really felt that before because our kids have been so close together. Yeah. Where Jack, he was two... Two years and two months when mm-hmm. Lucy was born. And I think because he crossed that two years old line, it like, I don't know, things were getting easier. He could easier. walk, he could talk, he could, you know, tell you what he needed. And now here we are with a baby that cries for no reason again <laughs> and has to be held all the time. And it is cute and time consuming. Yes, we do. There is that, like, you, there's something so sweet about having a newborn. They're just... I don't know. They're just sweet, and they smell good, and it's fun to cuddle them. But but they are exhausting. Mm-hmm. They turn your life upside down. But they're they're great at the same time. It has helped that we think she's the last because I've tried to like slow down and appreciate this moments. time because a lot of me, most of me, wants to just like grow up. Come on, be two. Let's let's be done with this super needy stage. And this is the first time where Cammy's seven now. I have someone to oh, like. That's our other tip. What? Don't have kids until your oldest, your, your next youngest is seven. <laughs> That's not a good tip. It's not, but it's good advice. She can hold Lucy, and she does. She loves it too, and that I think that's helpful too. She, she loves babies. She will just hold Lucy all day long, and most of the time she does. So when I need to start dinner, I'm like, "Hey, Cammy, can you hold Lucy?" And she'll just sit on the couch with her and just hold her. And, and she kind of likes when she fusses because. We've convinced her that she's got the magic touch, and so she knows that like she can handle this, and she's okay when the baby cries, and and it's awesome. I was thinking, like, oh man, we were prepping her for it to be a great babysitter, and when she's a first time mom, like she's gonna have a fussy baby, and she's gonna be totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other kids aren't gonna get that, but just just her, <laughs> just her. But she's really great, and it is awesome. By the way, I don't encourage you to wait until your oldest is. Or your kid's seven to have another baby. (laughs) Obviously, we didn't do that. (laughs) But it is nice. It is nice. (laughs) We did find um, with this baby that uh, Jack had a really hard time with it. Um, He likes Lucy a lot. He likes to hold her and he likes to touch her and be around her. But he just got real mean and he hit and he yelled a lot. I think he was just trying to fi- figure out his place in life. He knew he wasn't the youngest anymore, and he needed to figure out his spot in our family. Um, this last week or two has been tons better, so he's he's working it out. Make sure to give your other kids some one-on-one love after new baby. goes a long way. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. We stayed way longer than we should. We need to be in bed right now, but <laughs> we hope you follow us on Instagram. We are occasionally at PIRL Podcast. Or light... No. No, I changed it. Well, we're not at light in my home anymore. It's now Alexis Tanner Lane. I'm trying to build a brand, so... (laughs) A personal brand. She's rebranding. I'm I'm rebranding my life. 
and the she's married to a brand manager. So yes. He says, you can't do that. <laughs> you have to keep your brand the same. No, it's Instagram. You're confusing people. <laughs> um, yes, what was it again? Alexis, Alexis Tanner Lane. Alexis Tanner Lane. Which is cute because her middle name's Lane. So it's Alexis Tanner Lane. Or you can email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash P-I-R-L. Or there is a link in our Instagram profile. Yep. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So wherever you are right now, hit subscribe. And give us a rating. Oh, I haven't even looked because newborn. <laughs> um, we'll look soon. But I hope we're almost to 78. I'm sure <laughs> we are. Like We've given you months to work on this. So... <laughs> I'm sure we're there. And a special thanks to our five, legit five, born here. Five kids for being kids. Sometimes we need to redo our intro. I think it says four kids. No, we have five. Not happening today. <laughs> Sorry for the error in the intro. <laughs> we'll update it in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> no promises. We'll update it, period. <laughs>Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life.